right, so ladies, have y'all ever thought that you were superwoman? And when I say this, I kind of think back to a time where I thought that I could love the pain out of someone. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to mind, I think about my first love and I think about how so intense the love was between me and this person and how we were so young, but so in love. And honestly, y'all, I don't think I have loved that deep since this, this person, I honestly still kind of feel like that was my person, but he was so broken and he came from a family that was so broken that I thought that I could love the pain out of him, but I couldn't. The Compilations of Banter, a podcast where we compile the thoughts of your best girlfriend's thoughts, her. This episode is called Heal Her. So today we're going to talk about Heal Her. And this is just an exploratory conversation on when we thought that our love had the power to heal the pain out of someone else. And I shared my story, but does anyone else have a similar story to trying to love the pain out. Mm, uh, Yes, I'm going to touch on what Jamie was talking about where um, I was in a situation where I actually loved the person more than I loved myself. And I think that in that process, I lost myself because I was so infatuated with the other person, loving the other person. I forgot about me. I lost myself. And since we're talking about heal her, you know, um, it took a lot for me to self-reflect on what I was doing with myself. I'm whatever you wanted, whatever you needed. It was all about you. And I totally forgot about me and my needs. Like who cared about my, I didn't care about myself. What do you want? How can I make you happy? But in the, in the process, I lost myself. And that really hurt me to to realize like, oh, snap, wait a minute. (laughs) Who am I? I forgot everything about myself. I forgot who I was. I lost me. I lost focus of my my kids. You know, I lost focus of what I needed to do with myself because I was so focused on another man and loving him and trying to make him happy that I forgot about putting myself first. So, and then that, that really, um, Sorry, I'm having a moment. (laughs) But that really, really made me feel some type of worthless with myself. Mm -hmm. You know, how in the world am I going to love this man more than I love me? You know, God put me first and I'm putting this man, everything with this man over me. And I really, you know, bashed myself about it. So has anyone else experienced that? situation or or any other type of situation to where you just lost yourself and put another man first so my hero just happens to be my daddy hey um for 23 years he struggled through cocaine and crack addiction Mm. and i learned through that process that he was a sick person who needed to be well, not a bad person who needed to be good. Mm. But in the process, I thought that I could pray it out of him. Mm. I thought that I was daughter enough to heal him. I thought my mother was wife enough to heal him. I thought that surely this drug is not as important as his family was um, again sick person who needed to be well, not a bad person who needed to be good. But in the moment, 
I wanted to be super girl, right? Um, my dad is 15 years sober in this moment, but, but then um, I wasn't enough to be a healer. Um, and naturally he and I had conversations about that. Y'all, I remember, um, he came home high and broken one time. He would go on binges. He almost treated it like a job. Mm. Um, he never missed any major dance recitals or cheerleading competitions, but there, there have been experiences that, uh, you know, I'll talk about later that I've experienced and he wasn't there, but I remember literally, uh, crying over him and begging God to take the addiction out of him and begging him to see me versus the drug. I even told him one time, whatever kills you is going to kill me too. If it takes you out, I'm going with you. If crack is what takes you out, I'm going with you. So I needed to be my daddy's healer. Um, fortunately God did that. But, but the truth of the matter, I wasn't, I wasn't super girl. I have found myself in a position where I needed the healing Mm. and because we are healers and you know at times we have a guard up so we don't want to let that guard down we may not want people to see that sensitive side of us um you know there was a stage in my life where I didn't know where I was going which way I was heading um and I needed healing Um, Still today, it's hard for me to let my guard down. It's really, I have a wall and I am working on that. I am praying. Um, And I feel like I have let it down a little bit, but um, I've needed healing really, really bad at times. And um, I had a friend just tell me recently, like, oh, Yana, you know what? Let people do for you the same way that you do for people let people do for you let people pray for you you don't always have to be the giver or the healer um so that is something that i am working on you know we we work on ourselves every day um so that is something that i'm working on so instead of always being the healer i am now trying to accept and receive the healing yeah 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 That's good stuff. I really feel like for all of us that our journeys as a healer started in childhood, because just like Raven, I came from a home where, well, let me back up. I was born in the 80s. So two things was real significant in the 80s. That's when AIDS was born. And that's when crack went rampant in the 90s. So I came up in a home where there was a lot of addiction issues as well. And You know, I would get up some mornings and I would see a parent that had nosebleeds from snorting too much cocaine the night before. And I immediately would pull out my Girl Scout book on how to fix a nosebleed and go get a wet paper towel to stick it up under their their lip so to stop the nosebleed. So with that happening in a childhood, it makes you think that this is the normal. The norm is that you are supposed to be out here healing people. You are supposed to be out here taking care of people when really you should be enjoying a childhood. You really should not have to be nursing a parent back to optimal health because they're hurting and you're trying to love them out of their pain. So I feel like with all of us that it started when we were little. Right. Yeah. 
And then we grow up and then we, we, we end up meeting people that are other types of healers. And we realize this ain't normal. This shit that we went through, this, ain't, <laughs> this shit ain't normal. Like I wasn't supposed to be uh, taking care of you, but you started too much cocaine. And I wasn't supposed to report to the back of my bedroom when y'all was in there smoking crack. Like this is not the norm. No. No, and, and I want to touch on what every last one of you ladies said, and Jamie, that we didn't get a certification or a doctorate degree in therapy to heal. But like you said, tra childhood trauma, like seriously, because I'm the oldest of three sisters, there's four of us, and they all come to me because I'm the oldest. So I'm trying to help you and help you and help you and help you in your situations. But you're right, Jamie. Like, seriously, like the childhood stuff that we experience, we're trying to bring that into our relationships, too, or the people that we're trying to date. You know, I'm going to heal you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help change you. I'm going to make you better. But that's not our job to do. We can encourage. Right. We can support uh, and we can help out in those areas, but we're not going to be able to heal and change you. That is a self um, enter thing that we need to um, inflict on ourselves or they need to inflict on themselves. But we cannot do that. Absolutely not. Y'all know I have the the, the soundbite of, of, of it all. What happens when the healer has holes? Mm. H-O-L-E-S. What happens when we realize, you know, there's a um, a disease called peptic ulcers. Mm. Not an mm. ulcer that's on the inside of your stomach, but it's little holes in your in your um, your hot air balloon of sorts, right? You know, a hot air balloon is pretty large if you visualize it. But if you poke enough holes in it, that thing is going to come down too. Mm. So what happens when we have, we as healers of sorts, and those of us who need healing, what happens when we have holes? How do we, do we show people our holes? Are we okay with showing people that we are not H, we are not W-H-O-L-E anymore? You know, how, how do we do that? I'm terrible at it. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I am very uncomfortable when I'm helpless. You know, if one of you or one of my children or one of my parents is going through something, I'm a fixer. I want to make you feel like I'm here. I want to make you feel my presence. Um, and and that's, that's my love language, you know, projecting. But I am terrible in situations where I can't make you feel good, you know, and make you feel better. That's an area where I struggle. Um, and so I, I want to know what you guys do when... The healer in you has H-O-L-E-S. So with my holes and in my unwholeness, I, I recognize that I have holes. And I recognize that some of my behaviors that I Ooh. do is in response to the trauma that I've experienced and me not feeling whole. So... Sometimes I create a whole bunch of carts online and I check out when I'm in a place where I'm not quite right. Yeah. And sometimes I'll take myself on a date and order up a whole bunch of food and then eat it and then feel like crap afterwards. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I may lash out at a friend and they don't have nothing to do with what type of stuff right. is going on in my head that day. But it is some type of trauma that, that I'm going through where I end up taking it out on them. And then I got to come back and apologize later. Like, I ain't mean to do that. 
it. Mm-hmm. And then it's and then the next thing is like, well, what's wrong with you? And then you don't really <laughs> want to talk about it because you don't you don't want to talk about what has triggered you and you don't want to talk about why you're not feeling whole and you don't want to talk about some of the things that you're dealing with personally or why you may not want to step out because you're you're in one of your funks or whatever. So for me personally, I I recognize the behavior. So that's the first step. I know when I'm doing something trifling, like I probably shouldn't be adding to cart and checking out. Um, But I I have not really figured out how to to kind of release some of those behaviors yet. Like so instead of adding a cart, what can I do in lieu of? And I'm still working through that. Going back to where you felt like you could love the hurt out of someone, I kind of want to touch upon on how it creates more holes in you. Because the more that you feel like that you can heal somebody, it slowly just chips away at you. And then you look up and then you realize, who am I? Who is this person? And how did I get here? Have y'all experienced the how did I get here? Um, Really, it's about, I'm sorry, friend. Go ahead. Really, it's about the restoration. You know what I mean? Um, Healing is draining. It pulls something out of you. What are we doing to restore? You know, think about it. You can't pour into a full sponge. If you got a sponge and it's full at a point, it's going to start to drip out. Right. Right. So what are we doing to once we squeeze out, what are we doing to pour back in? Jamie talks often about self-care um, and how important it is to have a staycation or a selfcation or a vacation or whatever it is that you call it. When you go to a space that's just you, when you are, you know, maybe even for those of us who are mothers where we decide that we don't want to be anybody's anything <laughs> for a little while, right? We just want to be ourselves. What do we do to rejuvenate and revive ourselves? Because oftentimes, you know, it's hard to not uh, attach to the woman side of us, nurturers and stuff with the healing. But when once we have poured out, when are we pouring back in and how are we pouring back into ourselves, in each other? Um, but 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 individually, for me, it's important to have that nobody's anything. I don't want to be anybody's daughter today. I don't want anybody be anybody's AKA. I don't want to be anybody's mother or doctor. I just want to be Raven. And for me, I know who that is. But somebody sees Raven at Allen Middle School. Somebody sees Raven the AKA. Somebody sees Raven the friend. It is important for me to to sit with myself either in my sadness, my frustration, or, or whatever feelings I'm having and just center myself and my thoughts if that's in a hotel room if that's in the middle of a parking lot we've got to be more cognizant of pouring it back into ourselves what do you guys do to uh, rejuvenate into yourselves once you've poured out um well I will start with this my alarm goes off at 5 45 a.m okay mine too um I get up I make breakfast I send my husband on his way And then I go upstairs before I get my daughter up from school. And I have to have at least 30 minutes to myself. So whether it's, again, we are all praying women. So whether it's praying or just sitting there in peace and quiet, it's still dark outside at this moment. So I'm just sitting there in my bed with my legs crossed, 
stretching, whatever it is that I'm doing to get myself pumped and hyped for that day. Um, but I do. I have to have. I mean, of course, I would love to have longer than 30 minutes Absolutely. sometimes, yeah, yeah. but I'm going to take what I can get, like what I can get. Um, but I sit there and I just I just have a moment and I just kind of think about everything that may have happened the day before or the week before mm-hmm. and, you know, what my goals are for today. And I just have that moment where I just release it all because in order for me to be focused that day, I have to have that moment. Right. I have to have that moment. So breathe and just, you know, have that woman time to yourself. And I, and I agree with you on that, Ayana and Raven, both yeah. of you guys. Um, shout out to Keon, because um, I have been in the gym, okay, first time in 40-some years, past two months. But me working out has really helped me to, like, mentally relax myself and heal myself throughout the day. So I'm like, okay, I'm working out. I'm thinking about what I've got to do. But it helps me, like, okay relax release let everything go I've got two children I'm a single mom I'm divorced mom and I'm just constantly like go 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 all the time working a doctoral student doing these jobs shout out to the vets you know I'm working with them as well and so that working out in the gym helps out with my healing process which I never thought would ever happen again because he is killing me in this gym but I still love you still love you Keon but it it is a lot, but that really, really has has really helped me to move forward with my healing process. And I know we all got different things. You know, the spa is wonderful. I'm sorry. I love the spa. Shout out to Grandover. But little bit of things like that really helps us as women, not only getting together to hang out, to talk on this podcast, to, to hang out sometimes on Wednesday nights. Shout out to House Divided. Okay. But, you know, little bitty things helps us heal. You know, because we are mothers, we are workers, we are professionals, uh, we are wives, we are girlfriends, etc. And so that little bit of me time, you know, helps us to heal with everything that we go and got going on through the day. So, Jamie, what you do? So I'm a self-care queen. Let me tell you, I'm going to go get these nails done, go get these feet done, go check into a hotel, order Uber Eats, uh, get me some nice silky pajamas and just sit in the, in there and relax, cut phones off. Um, there, There's a hotel downtown Greensboro that's fairly new and I go there once a month and I check in for my staycation right. so that I can just kind of decompress and be myself um, because I'm a caregiver. I take care of my mom. And so she is someone that is extremely broken, y'all. Um, she was abused as a child. She went through cancer. She is depressed. She has back problems. So I feel like a lot of times at home, I have to be on and happy for her all the time to try to kind of lift her spirits. And it gets exhausting. So so that I don't be completely depleted. I've realized that I have to remove myself out of a cancerous area to go and rebuild myself and, and kind of build myself back up. So that leads me to a question for y'all. How do you, as the heal her, how do you, um, maintain optimal mental health and optimal physical health when you're still in an environment with someone that you felt like you're trying to save and love the pain out of mm-hmm. what do you do my lord mm. i'm really bad at that guys I'm, I'm gonna admit it i suppress mine 
my healing process. I know that I need to heal certain things, but I do a hundred million things all throughout the day to where I don't have to think about it. And I know that's probably a bad thing and I will work on that. I know I'm growing and I'm learning, but I stay busy. I have three different jobs that I do. I'm a graduate student. I work with vets. I'm also an adjunct professor. Then I'm a full-time mom. So I work on all these things, working on this podcast with you ladies. I try to go out. I try to do other things and work with my kids. But I'm also not trying to 100% heal in certain things. So I know that's something that I have to personally work on. But, yeah, I do suppress things. I, I get that. And, and and that's a negative. I know that. That is something that I need to work on. I really do. I know. I know that's a bad thing. But it's almost like I'm just trying to, like, okay, let me do this, 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 A through Z during the day so I don't have to think about what are some of the things that I need to heal and work on. And I kind of put it in the back of my mind or say, you know what, that's in the past. Let me move on to the future. But you're right. I do need to heal from these things or grieve from these things like outside of divorce, yes. even though it's <laughs> bye bye. You know, you know, I still need to, to work on and healing myself. So I agree with that. You know, I need to definitely work on that. And Chrissy, that's you know very similar to what I was saying in the yeah. beginning as far as like letting that guard down yes and you know accepting yeah. that we need healing Absolutely. as well because um, I can definitely relate to just running around you know mm-hmm. with the children and just working and you know just staying busy but mm-hmm. sometimes we do have to like just pause, pause and, <laughs> and accept that as Absolutely. well thank you ditto Chrissy I suck at that. Um, I'm terrible at it. I am a, and my birthday is April 3rd. I'm an Aries. I live for control. And the more that I can keep it out of the view of other people, then I can keep a happy face. Um, And, you know, the, the, the Bible says that your countenance shouldn't show what you're going through. I am a, I don't know if God has taken points, but (laughs) run me my points on that, Jesus, because you won't know if I'm hurting or healing. Um, But that's also a catch 22 because you don't know if I'm hurting or healing. You don't know which raving you're getting unless you know me. You know, I, I want to talk a little bit to you guys because this group, started a year ago Jamie's birthday you know what I mean I remember meeting you all falling in love with the idea of friendship again I know many of us are not crew kind of girls but by happenstance we have uh, developed one what do we get from each other as healers not only what do we get I want to I want to hear about that but what do we need from each other uh, as healers because what we need somebody else might need it too you know what I mean there might be somebody listening to us who needs a healer and who is used to being the healer but needs some healing what do we get from each other and what what do we give in this group and what do we need in this group as a healer so for me I have a spiritual gift of where I can see Um, I can see things that um 
you can never even talk about. You don't even have to tell me, but I can see it on you. It's just as clear as like your your hair is blondish, your your shirt is black, yours is green. You have a colorful sweater on. I can see it. It is it's just it's, it, it just sticks out like a big old sign that's like here it is right here. Mm-hmm. And with me having this spiritual gift, when I identify there is like a deficit in somebody, I try to build them up. Like I be like, oh girl, you know you look good today. Mm-hmm. When I sense some insecurity. Or I may say, like, did you go apply for such and such and such when I sense some procrastination? Mm-hmm. Or uh, did you uh, go to the gym today? Because I know you're not feeling good about your weight. So mm-hmm. or let's 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 sign up for a class together. And that's that's what I give. What so, about y'all? So Jamie has the gift of sight. <laughs> I have the gift of energy. So for me, it's the energy. So if I feel that good vibes and the energy from you, ladies in general, Mm -hmm. or anybody else, that's how I can say, okay, Mm -hmm. Raven, you're Mm -hmm. not feeling some type of way today. Let me talk to you about that. But shout out to my dad, because every single morning we say a prayer Mm -hmm. in the car with my kids right before we drop them off. And I pray for ladies. I pray for, you know, family members and everybody just to give me the strength throughout the day. But that helps with the energy flow throughout my day and to heal me, to heal my process, even though I suppress certain things, but that helps me. And also to give me good vibes and energy around other people. Like I want to extrude that out to other people and I want them to put that out to me as well. Mm -hmm. So that's very important, especially with you ladies. Like seriously, I get good vibes from each one of you ladies because if I didn't, probably wouldn't be here. (laughs) Or I would probably let you know. Like, oh, Yanni, you're not giving me some good energy today. You can bring it back, you know. But I would do that because I love you ladies very, very much. So that's important. Sight, energy, what's yours? (laughs) This is, you know, Chrissy, that's amazing. I am a feeler. Um, I have tapped into that because I realized I was not releasing the feeling back out, but I can feel when something's off, you know, if, if your day ain't right, I'm gonna send you a quick cash app so you can go get some Starbucks. You will. Um, I will do that. I will do that. I I can feel it. And I I can't always identify the feeling, but I'm gonna call you until we can talk through it. And I'm gonna talk you through it until you tell me what it is. Right. Um, I'm gonna keep you on the phone with me until you give me whatever it is, because until you give me what it is, I can't release the feeling. And I'm fortunate enough to work um, and, and, and move in a friend group of four ladies who will honor that part of me. And eventually you'll say, okay, Raven, this is what it is. And it might be 15 minutes or it might be 15 seconds before you release it. And I appreciate you all for honoring the fact that I'm going to carry it with you. And I'm going to carry it with you until we can release it. Not until I can release it or you release it. We appreciate you. I love Thank you. I love you back. <laughs> um, so I don't know exactly what my gift is, but I know I can read a room. Mm. Um, so I know when Jamie first introduced me to each one of you, I can't remember if it was all the same day or two different days, but I know it was right around the same time. Um, but yeah, I had to read y'all first. Yeah. And I'm just being real. Um, You said that. Yeah. Yeah. I really did. And I feel like each one of you gave me something totally different. Mm -hmm. Um, And I definitely appreciate it because I can't be fake. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing in me that's fake. So um, I'm who I am. You either accept me or you don't. Um, And I feel like that's how we all were. And that's how we kind of like came together is um, we were we we were real. Um, There's nothing up. I mean, again, my guards came down and um, (laughs) I appreciate you ladies, because if it wasn't. You know, you all, I probably would just still kind of be to myself. You know what I mean? Like, again, I do have friends. I do have girlfriends that, you know, I share really deep um, situations with. But I do appreciate this girl group, this woman, female group that we have. um, And I think it's genuine. And that's your healing process, too, Oyana, because you did mention that to us. Like, (laughs) oh, gosh, when it comes to other different girls. No, I'm not going to do that. But you guys gave me a good vibe and a comfort to heal and to be able to open up and be receptive of having other girlfriends yeah. especially at our age we don't do that no. absolutely not and i'm very vocal so yes. you know i mean you, i'm quiet but when it comes down to something that's serious and that means a lot to did. me i will definitely speak up yes so mm-hmm I don't know, but maybe you didn't either. Black girl magic is very real up in this room. I don't know if you can feel it, but it is very real and it is not always apparent. Um, So shout out to the compilations of Banter Podcast, ladies. Yes. But we want to know, have you had the opportunity to be in a position where you thought that you could heal somebody or what does your healing journey look like? And we want you to meet us on Instagram. Follow us at the underscore compilations underscore of underscore banter banter is spelled b-a-n-t-h-e-r this has been another episode of the compilations of banter a podcast where we compile the thoughts of your best girlfriend's thoughts her